Welcome to the official Farming Simulator Podcast, your source for news, insights, interviews, and more. Brought to you by Giant Software. You can listen to us on our website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Once a month, we'll bring you another episode. So, hello everybody listening from wherever you are listening. I hope you're all having a very good time. I am almost alone today in this podcast. So, thankfully, I have my dear co-worker, Chris Caprani, with me, who is... What are you even doing in this company? You're always off having adventures. Who knows where? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could call me that. A sonic adventurer. Ah. But yeah, hello everyone. I'm Chris Caprani, as Shaki said. I'm the lead audio designer here at Giant Software. Yeah, he is working together with Niels Heine to make sure that you all get some really nice sounds, not just like vehicle sounds, but also everything around it. So the cool thing is I'm going to do like the interview right here. We're not like usually we do the interview extra and then we're cutting it together. No, today we're doing it all like this, but more on that later. It's been a month, you know? Platinum has been released. That's right, finally. Farming Simulator 22 is now one year old. Like, as of this recording, we're recording this, like, this Tuesday, Farming Simulator 22 came out, like, exactly one year ago. Um, how do you feel about that? Firstly, it's kind of shocking in how fast that year went. Um, true. But I've got fond memories, of, of course, like creating the soundscape for that game. And we're, we're still to this day very proud of, um, of course, any development cycle is iterative and you're continuously making improvements. But uh, yeah, I think we got such positive feedback regarding the audio um, from the community. So it's it's a proud moment and it's, it's a good reason to celebrate, I'd say. Yeah, people uh, had a really, really good time. I mean, it's the best selling farming simulator to date. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully we can top that in the future, Mm. but uh, this is a little bit too far into the future. We had like really good year. We had the year one season pass that came out with Antonio Carraro in the spring. Um, Then Kubota was was there and we also had the Vermeer pack. Uh, Kubota brought the passenger script with it, which was a big deal. The Vermeer pack um had uh had a self-driving baler which i'm very excited about as somebody who loves bailing <laughs> um and we all topped it off uh like a few weeks ago with platinum which brought lots of companies volvo pfanzelt and a few more um lots of lots of forestry if uh platinum was very forestry uh oriented uh, have you had time to explore silver run forest yet or I mean, of, of course, with um, during the implementation, the integration, we've got to test a lot of these vehicles. So I've spent a lot of time in that map, um, yeah. obviously, before release. Like it's very, it's a very pretty map. It's, out, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I'm very much like a, a forest guy, you know, in, in yeah. recreational for hiking and everything. So I was like, yeah, this is pretty endearing. It's a beautiful map, you know, yeah. a lot of lot of scope for forestry. Um and and the one lots thing, lots of new stuff. Lots of new stuff. The the equipment, of course. But one thing 
it, it could have been, it could have felt too tight, you know, if you're just throwing all these forests on the on the map. But it's quite mm. spacious, and there's a lot of scenic areas and points of interest. It's yeah. got a lot of variety. Like aside from uh, big stuff like the roller coaster, there's a lot to discover on the map. Like we always put in lots of neat things into our maps. True. Uh, I mean, aside from you know the season pass stuff, we also put the Aero Grape Liner into into the season pass, like as a little thank you. Uh, but aside from that, we also had a lot of uh, free content packs, like the AG pack, for example, mm-hmm. um, which uh, was very exciting. We had a really great interview uh, with a lovely person from AG at the time. And uh, let's not forget Pumps Noses, mm-hmm. first self-published uh, DLC by Creative Mesh, yeah. uh, which was super, super exciting uh, to release. It was. They're such a talented bunch. I, I met them for the first time, actually, at Gamescom yeah. earlier this year. And they're just lovely gents, aren't they, yeah. as well? Frederick and Vincent are, like, yeah. super cool guys, and I uh, wish them the best. And I hope we can do that more in the future. But let's see. Yeah, for sure. So um, this was the first year of Farming Simulator. Um and let's see that we're going to have a little bit more of that. Like, we have a few things to announce in the near future that I can't yet talk about. So, you know. There's always stuff on the horizon. We yeah. No, no, nobody rests on the laurels. I'm very here, excited but. at the things I see on the screens in the office right now. It's going to be very interesting um, how people will react to some of these. Um, but that being said, let's do uh interview section so you you're the lead sound engineer uh sometimes i say audio engineer when i don't remember what the exact job title is is that interchangeable i think in in this situation it it kind of could be interchangeable because um, like the responsibilities at Giants may differ from other studios where you may work as a sound designer, which is my official kind of title. But there's a lot of engineering work as well because we're responsible, obviously, for recording the vehicles on site. So re- audio recording engineering, bit of live sound when we do the events for Gamescom, for example. So yeah. that's that's more pure live sound engineering. So I think the title works and it, and it shifts like... We're a small company. Everybody does a little bit. Exactly. Like I'm not purely doing what's considered community management work. I also do influencer management and yeah. a bit of event. Uh, it, it's very typical. So is, um, yeah. yeah, you were talking about driving out to uh, manufacturers for live recordings and stuff. And mm-hmm. recently we kind of uh, not synchronously. We both went to Pfanzelt. Like, uh, you guys went earlier. We did. And I went a few weeks ago with a few influencers, which was a really lovely event. How did that go? Like, you went down to the Algoi in our little van and... Correct. I mean, firstly, it's like such a beautiful region, like, beside the Alps. yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like, wow, what a location for for recording, you know. Um, And they were super hospitable. The, The staff that was really positive experience and the vehicles themselves it's it's quite a unique machine yeah um obviously so it was just i mean they're building them pretty much themselves yeah exactly so it was interesting from a sonic perspective because we kind of had to reevaluate how we do things and then customize our typical procedure let's say for normal tractors to to this machine so how does it usually go when you go for what's what's the process to record a tractor a combine harvester i mean the the first thing is and um with any kind of session is is like de- 
try to determine uh, sorry try to determine what the the sound is made up of which layers so a tractor for example has like many layers that are interacting together that constitute the whole sound of a tractor so the engine the exhaust the fan the cabin the transmission so it's kind of breaking down what you're trying to capture and then um essentially looking at conditions that allow you to capture these layers independently so that's kind of the technical assessment if you will well like we have this tool uh that uh stefan geiger showed off uh, i think two or three years ago even Mm -hmm. uh that lets us simulate a little bit like different loads uh for machines and stuff but of course you try to simulate these in real life before uh just in case and maybe to even make the tool better question mark no uh, yeah yeah you're right (laughs) I mean, the, the simulation side from, from us is like at the recording sessions, we always aim to record the vehicle under load. And we actually use this kind of peripheral machine called the dynamometer, which connects um, to the PTO, to the back of the, the tractor. And it simulates it kind of working in the field, for example. And we record it in that condition. And then we use those recordings, we analyze them with the normal offload recordings and we find like the spectral, basically the difference in sound. And then we use that to drive the this the software, our custom software to simulate it. I did not know that you could do that. Yes, it like, is. Um, record the tractor on the load and it's not even driving in the field or anything. No, it's amazing. And because we did actually, we used to record it in the field and it's it's really tricky because of the terrain. It's, yeah. it's just so kind of irregular that the pitch of the engine's constantly changing. And it's really, when you're comparing the load and the offload sound, it's not really an even comparison in that case. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is amazing. Um, so whenever we have that kind of machine available um, at a distributor or especially at a manufacturer, it's kind of very typical tool, um, then of course we, we get it. So what has been the most complex recording to date? For me personally, I think it was, uh, yeah, Combine Harvester. That's Like, like in general? Uh, yeah. Or just a specific one? What, what makes oh, them... The, the, so- I mean, it was the class, Lexian. Oh. Yeah. And they're just enormous. So the, the, the scale is a challenge, to be honest, because yeah. um, it's quite physically demanding, I guess. You're climbing up and down the, the, the vehicle. Um, there's a bit of a safety risk, um, although we always do a risk assessment. So we're very aware of, of like those yeah. challenges. But then the, just the scale that's um, with, with a tractor, you're mainly capturing the sound of the engine. And like I said, the transmission, the cabin, the exhaust. With a combined it's all harvester. very consolidated into it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a, a harvester, it's an engine, but it's also and it's essentially a, a factory on wheels. So it's yeah. got a lot of points of um, complexity and therefore sonic complexity. So it's trying to like reevaluate each of the functionalities, if you will, um, and then. I'm almost, almost see it as kind of three different recording sessions in one. Like when we kind of approach that type of machine, we get the engine, then we'll get the header unit as a whole separate session. So we completely change the recording setup and then same all the, um, the chopping unit at the back. So it's a big, big production. Yeah, like you said, it's a factory on wheels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, a, it's a actually a really good way to describe a combine harvester. Yeah. Um, and especially when you talk about something like uh, if, if we ever see another one of the big potato harvesters, for example, oh, the incredible. self-driving ones, yeah. you have not yet done a recording session for these, right? Unfortunately not. I've seen them in the field. And yeah. I mean, that's 
the, the scale is, is even, it's basically the size, the length. I mean, it's maybe two yeah. normal harvesters, isn't it? Like, yeah. They're really big. Yeah. They're, it's like, they're, they're, they're ginormous and they're also very complex mechanically. That's right. There's um, so many like conveyor so, belt systems and yeah. pulleys and... And a lot of like uh, stuff uh, moving around when they go from right. idle into working. And there's going to be a lot of soundscape to record, I reckon. That's exciting because one thing um, when I did the first harvest day, it was like a new challenge, and it is kind of like hunting. You know, we're trying yeah. to find these little sounds, and it, it is exciting. Yeah, because nobody of the manufacturers really thinks about that. And of they course, they can't not. really tell you a lot anyway. Yeah. So you you got a pretty unique skill set there. I mean, mm -hmm. how many uh, how many people are like focused on agricultural machines? Man, I reckon like a lot of video games go out and record from real life machinery if they have it available. Absolutely, but yeah. like um, you always like depending on the machine, uh, you you need to grow experience. Like where do they have it? Where you do you need to put the microphone? Where's the sound coming from? Where's the sound reverberating to? What what is it that people hear? Because also a big consideration, of course, is what do people think a machine sounds like versus what do they sound like? That's a very good question. I think, I think, um, yeah, the difference between kind of the average listener and us guys is like, we we do like hear it in in layers. Yeah. Whereas the maybe the, the average listener, I don't know how else to refer to them, just hear like this large compound sound. Yeah. But we're kind of assessing like how these separate layers are interacting with each other. And we're already kind of at that stage anticipating like implementing them to replicate that type of interactivity as well. I think the closest uh, this reminds me of is when I listen to an orchestra playing something like classical music or even like a lot of modern metal bands uh, where you can like, you focus on a specific instrument for a while or when you just, you know, something starts standing out that's usually in the background and stuff. So I reckon it's a little bit like that. Chucky is perfectly like that. In <laughs> fact, because we've been um, doing presentations this year around some um, gaming events around, around yeah. um, Europe. And the last one for me was at Game Connection in Paris. And I used that exact example yeah. when, when I mentioned we, we go and we assess the vehicles, try to, um, like seek these individual layers. I said it's, it's very much like an orchestra. You're trying to descend the violins from the percussion and the brass from the choir. And it's exactly yeah, the same. Much, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very good point. You can join the team whenever you want, Shaki. Oh, you no, I, anyway. I think I'm losing my hearing uh, after listening to metal for now close to 20 years. <laughs> uh, so probably not having the hearing anymore for it. But yeah, uh, this was a fun interview. Thank you very much for uh, hopping in. Uh, a little bit on short notice, I gotta say. So thank you again for that. Um, yeah, we're, we're done with the podcast now. Uh, just one word. Yeah, Farming Simulator 22 is now one year old. But we're not done with it yet. Oh, no. Far from it. Like we've said earlier, there's a lot of interesting things going on in our office. And it's not just sticker albums. <laughs> Which... We are pretty amazing. My nephew loved it. Wow, my son, honestly, like, yeah, he's big, big fans, yeah, big yeah, fans, <laughs> absolutely. But no, there's like we said, there's always stuff on the horizon, and yeah, yeah there's many. We're kind not of, done with FS22 yet. Nope, nope, nope. Far from it. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. So thank you again for being here. I leave you the final word, and I say goodbye from the podcast. 
Well, thank you, Shaki. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for everyone who are listening right now. And yeah, wishing you all the best. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.